What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the eHunter Podcast. We've got another great podcast again for you today. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying these podcasts this year. Um, I'm absolutely loving them. So, learning a lot and getting to know a lot of really cool people in the industry and just having a lot of fun. And that's really what this is about. Um, on today's podcast, I have Brandon Waddell with the Mountain Archery Fest. So, if you're not familiar with the Mountain Archery Fest, definitely stick or stay tuned. And stick with me today during this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about what it is, what you can do uh, at the actual fest, and uh, how much fun it is. It really is a lot of fun. If you guys haven't been to one of these big 3D archery shoots and you're an archer, you're really missing out. You know, it helps you with your practice as you prepare for the hunting seasons, and it just gets you out in the outdoors, you know, enjoy enjoying life, spending time with the family and friends or, or whatever. So... Got him on the line. Let's uh, let's jump into the podcast with him. As always, we want to thank our sponsor, Vortex Optics, for helping us out with everything over here at eHunter. We sure appreciate you guys at Vortex Optics. Check them out, vortexoptics.com. Let's jump into it, guys. Well, you're bringing a lot of joy to people. I mean, I'd much rather be up on the mountain shooting at some 3D targets rather than sitting at an, an office at work. So, hey, it makes me smile. <laughs> well, you know, I, I put a lot of time in this room. Um... You know, um, what's funny is, is as math has grown, I've shot less. And that wasn't oh. the idea. Um, you know, it, it just, I shouldn't say it. that's kind of by choice to some degree because I'm just, you know, we're in a position right now that we're, we're growing a lot. And so um, you got to kind of have some ebb and flow in your life. You know, I mean, there were, you know, five or six years where I shot my bow every day. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, I keep telling myself I have guilt wrapped around not shooting my bow every day, but then I remind myself that that's not the case. It, right. It's not a guilt thing. It's just, I'm okay with it for, for right now. Yeah. Just for right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you still get to shoot at least sometimes, you know, not maybe not every day, but hopefully you get out a couple times a week and get to, to put some arrows down range. Yeah. Every now and then I, you know, once we, it, it's, it's coming now. I mean, show season's coming to an end some of my traveling will be over although march is gearing up to be really busy uh but you know we have our first mini math march 12th here down locally here and then a good friend of mine has his book 3d shoot just south of here the weekend before and so you know i'll show up casually late to his shoot and and roll in there and shoot in the top 10 and i won't have shot my bow in 45 (laughs) days and and then the next weekend I'll show up like I'm going to do it again and I'll shoot the worst I yeah. shot. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I have this uncanny thing for being able to shoot pretty good cold, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the more I shoot, the worse I get. So, uh, <laughs> That's so a, we'll see if anything's possible. <laughs> dude, I, I compare shooting bow to playing golf i don't know if you're a golfer but it is so much yeah. like like i can go without i can go like two months without playing golf and then i'll show up to the golf course and and shoot like one of my best scores and then i'm like all right i'm, I'm playing every week you know i'm really gonna improve this and then i'll play like garbage and i feel yeah. this it's the exact same way with archery like i'll i'll practice every single day i'll shoot all the time and then i'll go to a, a 3d shoot whether it's a local one or a big one like you guys and and then i i just I shoot like garbage it's just it's so weird how it all works that way yeah, I'll get to shoot a lot this summer, um, nice. and that's what's important to me, you know, as we travel around the country, you mm-hmm. know, once once we, one of the first things we do during the week is set up the practice course. That's that's one of the first things we do our first day, and that's so that we all have time to shoot, you know, unwind every day, um, and, and then usually I'm on the practice course at the crack of light getting my quiet time in and yeah. getting my shit in and and uh and i really dig that i like uh, the um uh, that that's cool because then I, a lot of people kind of start filtering in so i get to start meeting some people in the morning and i get a little bit of time to to, to get to know some people and that before my life gets crazy for the day and and so that's good and, you know and then i'm ready to go man i mean i wore out a, i wore a string out on a bow last year i Nice. I restrung my NXT um, last February and I shot it and it just, it literally two weeks before my elk hunt just started just stretching out and just coming apart. Um, 
And so I ended up having to order a string and then I didn't get it back together in time. So I ended up using a different bow and I was kind of <laughs> bummed. You know, I'd spent all summer in that bow just for the sole purpose that I was going to New Mexico to go you on know, my first trophy hunt. Yeah. And, oh, man. But I ended up working it out. It's okay. Oh, I worked man. it out. Was it a good but, you know, hunt? Did it turn out okay? Yeah, it worked out fine. Good. But that stuff psyche on you. It does. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, out of your your groove yeah you, you switch an arrow you switch almost anything on a your setup or really anything and it does it's a it's a mind game it starts messing with you and you start thinking about it and you start sucking so <laughs> yeah sucking exactly oh uh, shoot well dude before we get too far into this like before yeah before, i mean i love i want to talk a lot about the uh the, the mountain archery fest math um you know just just let our listeners hear a lot about it um I, we've been you know we we've we've talked a lot about it with our folks and i know a lot of people had a chance to stop at the expo last week and and chat with you guys but we'd love to get more of you you guys out to the to the public and um, get as many people as we can to these shoots because they are a blast. If anybody that's listening hasn't had a chance to attend one of these things, they are unreal. I mean, well, like I said, we'll get into it. But anytime you get to go shoot all the Pope and Young animals, I mean, that, that's pretty pretty freaking fun. So, you know, any of these 3D show, shoots are, are a blast. But I, I think the, the Mountain Archery Fest is a, a pretty special one. So, Brandon, if you wouldn't mind, maybe f- let's start off like this. Um just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do there. I mean, obviously you're you're the the chief volunteer, chief man over there. Um, but then uh, just talk a little bit about what the Mountain Archery Fest is. Well, Mountain Archery Fest is is a large scale three D shoot, and but our design is for every person to come and enjoy the sport of archery, uh, no matter what discipline you shoot, how old you are, how good you shoot. Mountain Archery Fest is a safe, fun place for families and and people who are, love the sport of archery to come together and enjoy being around like-minded people and getting educated, uh, having fun, meeting new people, uh, seeing some of the top stuff in the industry gear-wise and meeting some of the great people behind those products. And then um, math is also you know, turn into quite an educational space. You know, we're really happy about um, adding our seminars this year. That's a big piece for me. I love educating and offering opportunity to people. Uh, so, you know, we're a big 3D shoot. We look a little bit like Toll Archer Challenge, but we're not. Um, once you get involved in our event, you'll realize we're much different. Uh, you know, we're a family-owned and operated uh, company, if you will. And, and it shows the product that we put on the mountain, the product that we share and who we are is, uh, is amazing. I'm just, you know, and I say that not gloating. I say that because of just how proud I am of my team mm-hmm. and how proud I am of, of my sponsors and the vendors that come and are a part of who we are. Uh, they're all great individuals and great team members. And they're really in this industry and in this sport to see it succeed and to see people succeed in it, no matter the means of how they go about it. And so, you know, with that being said, math is just the most inclusive and most complete 3d shoot in the USA. We, you can come, even if you haven't, even if you don't know how to shoot a bow, you can come to our events. We can teach you how we can show you the community. We can introduce you to it. Um, and it's not, if you, it's not just if, to come be a hunter. Right. If you want to come and just enjoy the sport, you want to shoot paper, you want to shoot foam, you want to shoot in your backyard with your family, you want to you want to hunt, you want to go full tilt, um, maybe get into the Olympics as a shooter. I mean, there's so many avenues for people to in the sport. And so um, that's, you know, math just does, we just do everything we can to be as inclusive to anybody and everybody um into the sport because we just we want to we know how much it's done for us and our family and the people around us um and what it does for character and for children and and um it's just a, a really healthy place to be and so you know uh i guess that's math <laughs> well it, uh, you know you, you talked about it being so inclusive and and i think 
well, you, you know this probably better than I do, that you know a lot of people are intimidated by doing something like this because a lot of people think of it as as a competition or you know I got to be better than the the next group on the hill or the next guy that that's in line with me or or whatever. Um, and what would you say to guys that are or guys, gals, kids that are a little bit intimidated to come out and do something like this? We're your right stop. I can tell you that we're the right place for you to come. Um, the Epic Archery Unleashed family, you can find them Epic Archery Unleashed and it's EPPI. And they are a family that is running our practice line and our practice course this year. And they would be some, if you've never shot before, this is the family that you're going to get to go meet. And, and you'll have to follow them a little bit because they're such a cool family <laughs> and just super neat people. Um, Mel, she is doing this and she's coming on tour with us this year because she knows how intimidating it is to walk into a pro shop and start asking questions that you think are dumb mm-hmm. and, or telling someone you don't know what you're doing. And, and it is extremely scary and intimidating because one, you're going in, you're doing something and asking about something that you're unfamiliar with, which makes you lesser than somebody to some degree you might think not the case not true. for sure. But we do that to ourselves. Um, and then also you're going into some place, you know, probably where there's firearms, where there's bows and arrows and things. I mean, those things, it's intimidating. Those things, those things can hurt things. So, you know, there's lots of different factors that revolve around that, you know, going into somewhere like that to ask those questions. And, and what Mel and Keller are doing is, is empowering people to know that, that they're there. They're just a husband and a wife and with a couple kids that love the sport of archery. And they want to share it with you. They want to, they want to help you learn. And so no matter whether you're a woman, young, old, male, you know, and even if you're, even if you think you're a great shooter, Mel and Kel can probably teach you something. Yeah. Um, USA instructors don't get their certifications because they don't know stuff. Um, you know, they're very, they're very competent in the sport and they're very competent in the equipment. They're very competent in the rules and, the safety aspects that are involved. And so, you know, they're just, they're the, man, they're the best first contact you can have. Yeah. I, I love that you see that. And even me, you know, I've been shooting archery, you know, pretty much my whole life. Ever since I, you know, as a little kid, I got my first bow. I'm sure I could go to them and ask questions and learn. And that's the thing. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Sometimes you walk into these shops and it, it, it can be intimidating, let's be honest, you know, because there is, there, there are these guys there that speak a different language when they're talking about, you know, different aspects of a bow and, and you right. know, whatever else that goes along with it. And so, yeah, I, I totally understand where it can be a little bit intimidating. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things about math is that it, it's not, it's such a setting, just a comfortable setting. And, and, and you're not the only one, you know, there's, there's tons of other people that are with you that, are just trying to learn how to how to put this arrow in, in that spot, you know. It's, and so it's it's a really cool cool situation, and and there and there is so much to learn about. Well, there's so much to learn about archery in general, but you know whether it's hunting, you know, archery hunting, or whether it's target shooting. There's so many different aspects to it, and and I'm sure you could learn a, a ton from these guys. That really is special about math having having people like that there to be able to, to help these, these new individuals. And I, you know, I've, I've heard it many times that if you want to go to a place that's comfortable, that's welcoming, that math really is the place for that. Cause really anybody can do it. The, you know, the one thing about these shoots is it does require quite a bit of endurance and uh, you know, a little bit of stamina to do it as well. And so what, what, I mean, let me just ask you kind of, what's your recommendation? Are, should anybody be intimidated by that? Or is it kind of let everybody come and join? Well, it's, yeah, it's everybody should show up because I mean, even the courses and level of difficulty in shooting, we try to create a level of difficulty within the course itself. Um, the hiking side, um, you know, whether it's all downhill, some uphill, um, and also just the, the difficult, the difficulty of terrain along mm-hmm. that course. And so, um, you know, we have, we even have our, our track action mobility course that we're doing this year, which is pretty amazing. Um, that's going to be on the same course as our kids course. So you got 25 targets on that course. It doesn't require you to go up a lift. 
you're scared of heights, it doesn't require you to go hiking really. It's, it's typically that course is very easy going. Um, it's also set so that the adaptive community can utilize it. We have track action chairs on site that you can come up in your wheelchair and jump in a track action chair and go hit this course if you want. Um, you know, it's, you know, even if you're not in the best of shape, um, I tell you, you just got to get outside. You just got to get out. We, we have an opportunity for you yep. to come be a part of our event, no matter what. Um, it, it, you know, I, I guess that's no matter what, that's the best way I can put it. I mean, if you can get there, we can help you shoot. We got something for you. I mean, even to the most rugged backcountry dudes, I mean, you know, and that's kind of go back on your point just a little bit is to remember that everybody's there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Everybody's there to try to put that arrow in a spot, yep. whether they're on the most difficult course or whether they're at the practice range shooting the first 10 arrows of their life. They're all still trying to kind of get to a, you know, a spot, whether it's a big spot or eventually we're all trying to get to a smaller spot. Right. But everybody's trying to do the same thing. <clears throat> do the same thing um and that's where um <clears throat> yeah if you're gonna come and you and you're gonna come hit our mountain bring good hiking boots right mm -hmm. you want to bring water and snacks you want to be bringing rain gear possibly you want to pay attention to the weather you need to be prepared just like you're going to be prepared anytime you go on a long hike or go in the outdoors go camping you need to be prepared um, we got some great stuff on our website and some, and some great things there that'll help line you out on real specifically what you may need to bring, uh, sunscreen, bug repellent, um, you know, not a lot of that all changes based on, you know, are you bringing your kids? Are you not, right. you know, are you bringing the first time lady with you? You're not, you know, I mean, everybody's got a little common sense. You got to use her a little bit, but if you need a little help going down that road, we got some stuff on the website that can help you out for sure. Yeah, that's what I love about it. I love that anybody can come and do this. And I, I, I'm sorry to continue to go back to that that intimidation factor, but that's the thing with math is you really don't have to be intimidated. You can just really just just show up. And, and yeah, again, going back to that point that we're all there trying to do the same thing. We're trying to put this arrow in that spot, whatever that spot is. And and the other, yeah. I guess one of the biggest things we're all trying to do is just have fun, just enjoy being outside, being around around cool people, and and yeah, just having fun. So I, I think one of the things that people could do, you, you kind of talked about that gear list of, of or things that you want to bring. I think if you go to your guys' website or even just follow you on social media, there's a lot of information out there so that you you kind of know what you're getting into. Uh, would you mm -hmm. agree with that, Brandon? That you can kind of figure out what what you're getting into by by your website and some of the socials you have going on. Oh yeah, I mean we're always throwing out tidbits of education information going in. And of course, if you sign up for Mountain Archery Fest, we're we're keeping you up to date on everything that's happening going into your event. Uh, you know, we're sending out a 30 day email, a two week email, a one week email, a five day, a three day, um, preparing you for weather changes, anything road wise. And, you know, we're always keeping you informed as to what you may need. So um, we don't let people come into this blind. We over communicate with people so that they can come and be comfortable, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that they know what they're getting involved in. Um, because it's, um, you know, it's neat just to have some people come up and just check us out sometimes, you know, to see what we're about, see if we're comfortable, you know, cause we, like you said, like we're fun. Yeah. We have a lot. Um, you know, we have cornhole tournaments on Friday where we're raising money for local charity. Um, you know, so four or five o'clock we're, you know, we're going to crank up a band and we're going to break out the boards and we're going to be getting teams going. And it doesn't matter if you, you know, it doesn't matter if you, if you're, if you're an archer or not, if you got a cornhole team, come up and register. We're just raising money for your local charity, you know? So we end up meeting other people and, you know, through that and, and they end up coming up and shooting the next day. Like, man, I've never shot a bow before, man. And, you know, and the next day they come up and they learn. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't only be the day before they just wanted to play some cornhole. Um, you know, so that's great on Fridays and then on, you know, we got seminars each day and then Saturday night we do the three course wild game dinner for Pope and Young, which is a lot of fun. Um, uh, if you really want to learn about our, you know, our Pope and Young course and learn about the Pope and Young club as a national organization, that's a great opportunity. And 
you know, I'm, you, you get more out of the dinner than you spend on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get all sorts of free stuff and, you know, and a membership and all sorts. It's great. It's, it's totally worth doing. But then on the flip side, you could be doing the team elk calling comp. And that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one, man. Every <laughs> now and then you get some good teams that are like really good. Yeah. But then most of the time you get these teams and they really don't, they're not that good, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes people make some funny noises when they're trying to help call. But it's just a good time. We just, you know, we're just celebrating being together. And then to finish it off on Saturday nights, you know, we do a full draw film tour night mm-hmm. where we sit down, pop some popcorn. We sit down with the kids and families and, and we watch films about hunting and conservation. And, um, and then that's the night you want to be a kid, man. Yeah. Because. Dude, I spoil kids like you wouldn't believe on the mountain. Hurt <laughs> that your kid. You can get free stuff. Um, yeah, dude. And you know, it's it's fun. Dude, you hit a right on the head when you said it was celebrate. You know, that's exactly what it is. We're just celebrating life as and the things that we enjoy. I mean, this. See, I love talking to you about this because you make it's just it is. It's just so much fun. I mean. It, like I said, some people can take things so serious, but this is just, it's a good time. It's for everybody. It's enjoyable. I want to talk a little bit more about this Pope and Young course, though, because that's the one, like, as I told people I was doing this podcast with you, everybody's like, at least the people that haven't done Mafia, they're like, what's with this Pope and Young course? I know there's, like, this correlation there. So well, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Well, so Pope and Young course kind of was, <clears throat> when we first started coming up with math, Pope and Young course came to my mind that, it was something that I wanted to try to accomplish, but I just really wasn't sure how to accomplish it. Um, I dreamt it up kind of in my mind. And so I reached out to Philip Kirsch of Kirsch Hunting Targets, talked to him about the possibility of creating um, antlers that would sit on top of these animals. And I wanted them to be, you know, very realistic and proportionate in size. And, um, and I wasn't, I just wasn't sure how I was going to mount them to these animals. And so then um, he recommended I reach out to George Berha of um, um, 3D Country. And oh, he's yeah. been running around the country for years and years repairing foam targets. He has his own line of foam repairs and different things. And so the three of us got together and I talked to him about what I wanted to accomplish. And, and so the three of us began to design and figure out how we could do it. And <clears throat> came up with some ideas some prototypes if you will and and then we reached out to antlers by klaus and we asked him to if he would be willing to work with us on recreating these world record antlers and horns for this open young course excuse me <coughs> and and he said that he was interested and so it just kind of all came together and so i had a kind of a, a foam and plastic engineer and uh and a target guy that was really that thought it'd be cool and me that thought it'd be cool and a <laughs> antler guy and so we built we put it all together and then i i went out to wisconsin at, to philip's place and george came up and um and we began to put it and we began to build it and and we got it built and put together and um man i'll tell you what uh Watching your watching a dream come true like that's pretty amazing. Uh, and then I had this amazing course. And now I was ready to. Now I had to figure out how I was going to deliver it to the public, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 do that. And so we we decided to design these eighteen by twenty four educational signs that have some topography in the background and a picture of this animal and and, and some verbiage about the animals themselves and and their health and and how they're doing whether they're doing good or bad or whether you know what we're doing for their conservation efforts and um and we wanted that sign to be educational on the level for the animal mostly um even though we were putting out a world record animal out that obviously the shooter deserves some recognition um or otherwise we wouldn't have this this amazing mature animal before us so um you know so we put a little blurb down there about the hunter and and about the yardage and the score and where um the year and then in the topography in the background that sign is actually where that animal was taken 
Um, there's no real clues within it for you, but it's kind of neat that, yeah. that, that that's what it is. Um, and then uh, in a testament to all these hunters, you know, the, there's no shot over 55 yards. And so, you know, it lended itself to turning into being this educational beginner's course because you had shots from three yards out to 60. And for some, 60 is a little bit of a poke. Um, but at the same time, you know, the design of the course is to be more educational and fun. And so you can scoot up on the target. You can, you know, you can, you just want to go shoot it and have fun. But the cool part about how we set the course is, is that it replicates the shot of the hunter yeah. in yard and angle to the best of our ability, given, you know, the ground that we have to work with. So for sure, your angle of entry and for sure your yardage will be the same <clears throat> angle of shot. Things of some of those things may be a little bit different, but it's a really cool reenactment and, a, and an opportunity for people to go out and see what a, what a mature animal looks like uh, and what you should expect with mm -hmm. your bow and arrow. Um, you know, you can go out and find bigger ones. There's, you know, I know there's bigger animals that could represent the 29 um, that were been taken by a bow. But the one cool thing is, is that the hunter of these animals decided to put them in the Pope and Young book and give these animals the opportunity to be <clears throat> appreciated next to their peers. Right. Um, you are allowed to put your name in the book and some people like to see their name being in the top five, but ultimately my perspective of being a part of Pope and Young and, and how these animals are in the book is based on, they get to be next to their peers um, and they get to be represented. Their legacy gets to carry on. And I think that's extremely important. And so through the course, we're carrying on the number ones, um, one, because I think they deserve it. And two, I think that, you know, it really shows you what, what a majestic animal and mature one looks like. Um, and then, you know, just to walk up on a 417 inch, uh, elk is pretty impressive and to put your hands on it and stuff is awesome. You know, these, the recreation of these antlers that Klaus did is so amazing that there's hair follicles at the bases of these antlers. I mean, wow. splintering, the splintering and the ends of the ram's horns and things of that nature is so detailed, it'll blow you away. Wow. Um, <clears throat> they're, you know, they're a, they're basically a silicone casting of, of, you know, that, that representative. And so, uh, the details amazing. And then he hand paints them all. Um, wow. So it's just a, it's a beautiful course yeah. and, uh, and we love it. It's, it's, there's nothing like it in the world. Right. And we're very proud of it. I'm proud of, of Philip and, and, um, and George and helping us create this course for the opportunity for people to shoot it. And, um, you know, and then I'm also very grateful that Pope and Young gave me really Pope and Young, um, you know, gave me the support behind this. I spent my own money to do this. Right. Um, you know, Pope and Young is something that's dear to my heart. And this is just my way to give back to the club um, and to show them that I appreciate what they do. And it's also to help the club reach new membership and, and for the club to grow and survive. I felt like this course bridge the demographic that Pope and Young Club is missing. And so I felt like within building this, it was, you know, a gift back to them. Um, and we're very, we're very happy with what's done uh, and the energy it's created for not only Mountain Archery Fest, um, but also for people that needed to be re-energized in, in their shooting or in their hunting. And then of course was done for the Pope and Young Club. Yeah. Um, is awesome as well. Um, we're excited about that. And so are they, um, and our relationship just is stronger, and stronger year after year. And we're, we're excited to see what's done. I mean, you know, my ultimate dream is to kind of have a few more of these styles of courses, um, on the mountain. And so you can expect to see those things come to fruition over the, over the next few years. I'm, was just in Nashville looking at us at a location for 
Safari Club International. Um, So there may be something in the works, you know, like a world's SCI course or something like that. Oh, dude, that'd be so freaking sweet. (laughs) We kind of feel like every three or four years, it'd be really cool to kind of do something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but of course the Pope and young ones dear near and dear to my heart. So it will never go away. Um, But you know, that's a, it is a course that, you know, that is, um, and what I like about it is that I've got people that shoot it over and over and they just, they just love it. Mm -hmm. They just, they just love it. They can't get enough of it, you know, and it is by far our number one course on the mountain. There's no doubt, no doubt. It's special. It really is. It's special to be able to shoot. I mean, just to be able to look down your sights and see that animal, you know, down there, that, that, that's just amazing. I think that's <laughs> kind of another thing that really separates math from any other 3d archery shoot, whatever you want to call it is that, that there are these special things like that. And it, it is so unique. And I, I've talked with some of the guys over at the Pope and young and, and they're pretty grateful for, for you doing that and, and appreciate you doing that because it does. It gives them a little bit of, well, a lot of publicity. But, you know, as, in talking to them, it it almost pays those animals the respect that they're, that they're due. You know, it's cool to have it on, on the website and it's cool to have it in the book and stuff like that. But you're, you're almost, well, you are, you're, you're creating it like it's a live thing, a live and living thing that, you know, people can actually really go, like you said, put, put their hands on and and really really enjoy it and so I, I think that's that's one of the most special parts about having having that course thank you i, I can tell you that it, this is as real as it gets mm-hmm. plain and simple it's as real as it gets at a 3d shoot i mean <laughs> you know i mean these animals are beautiful these cursed targets are amazing yeah uh two reinhardt's in the mix as well the moose are reinhardt's um the map uh the uh, uh caribou are all reinhardt's and then from there the rest of them are are all curse targets um and i can tell you i mean they're great targets to shoot and when you get they're just they look so real they're so they're amazing well, yeah. um and, and we just keep up in our game you know we we've, we've learned some new technologies we've learned a few things i mean what i can do to bring other some of these other types of courses to fruition is going to be a lot easier um, than what we went through to build the first one, but mm-hmm. it won't ever have the same character. Right. It won't, it'll never be quite the same. I mean, it'll always, that one will always be the first one, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, and I, we, you know, we have, we have other courses as well this year. Um, you know, we've got, uh, let's see, let's think about that for a second. So we've got our track action mobility course. We got our kids course. We've got the Pope and Young course. Um, we don't have. We do have some openings for sponsorships on courses, so we don't have everything named this year. Um, but I have a ultimate Western hunt course this year. I have an exotics course this year. It'll be a oh. bunch of stuff you've never seen. Oh, that'd be we've cool. got targets coming from Italy. We've got targets coming in from Germany. Um, you know, we're bringing in some cool stuff that you just have never shot or seen before. And then um, that'll be our intermediate course. Then our Western big game is a step up from there. And then our advanced course is this year, I'm going to do a predator course. Oh. Um, so, you know, it'll be fun because in, in somewhat educational as well, right? I mean, as predator hunting is getting pulled away left and right. And uh, I think this brings some attention that we need to have towards what we're what we're fighting for and what we're losing here and there. Um, and then also we need to be better at being predator hunters because yeah. we're obviously we're getting less opportunity. So we need to be better. Yes, we do. So, so you know, I'm and, pe- and people don't correlate archery with predator hunting. They always think that, you know, they, they think it's just these rifle guys, but I, I think it's cool that you're doing that because and that, that there is some truth to that, that some, you know, a lot of these archer guys don't do predator hunting, but you're bringing that educational piece to all these archery hunters that, hey, we do need to manage some of these predators too. So that's cool that you're kind of mixing those two worlds together. Yeah, it's important that we're crossing over. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we're archery fest, um, look, ultimately we're all about the outdoors. We're about ethics. We're about conservation. I mean, my first choice of means to take is going to be a bow. But, yeah. you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to pick up a muzzle loader and go hunt. It doesn't mean I'm not going to pick up my 
and go predator hunt. It doesn't mean I'm not going to grab a three out six and go elk hunt if I need to. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that we just kind of like to break that stereotype down a little bit too. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's just, we want people outside and if, yeah, we're here to bring up the sport of archery, but you come to some of our events. I mean, we give away different things that cross over because, because we do. Yeah. Plain and simple. So, you know, um, you know, and then a big thing for, you know, and a big thing for math too, that I got to throw out there is, you know, we just, we're not ringing any division bells here, man. Like we don't care how you like to hunt. I don't care if you like to high fence. I don't care if you like to bait. I don't care if you like to hike in the back wilderness 10 miles. I don't care, you know, if you rifle hunt, crossbow hunt, archery hunt. I don't care if it's private. I don't care if it's public. None of this matters to me. None of it matters to me, and it doesn't matter to any of my sponsors that surround themselves with me. You know, so... You know, it's very important that people understand that when I say all inclusive, I mean all inclusive. Yeah. You know, we we don't we're not ringing the division bell here. We don't care what camo you wear, what bow you <laughs> shoot. We don't care who taught you. We don't care any of that stuff. None of it matters. All that matters is that you're there. Yep. And have fun and enjoy it. That, that's really so. Where are you guys going this year? Where what what locations can people look forward to this coming? Well, I know that you guys you have the one kind of well, yeah, one call. Close to your hometown, then you have one in Durango, I know, that, that's coming up. But then you also have a few others throughout the a couple uh, surrounding states, right? Yeah, so we've solidified our West Tour at this point with our five locations this year. Um, so two of them are, are returning. Um, two of them were going to new locations in reasonably in the same area. And then one is completely brand new. So we'll start at the top. Um, Memorial weekend, May 27th through the 29th. We're going to a new location near Heber, Utah, which is South of Salt Lake city. Um, last year we are, we went to, to snow basin. Um, and we had a great event there. Great mountain. Other than the fact that it's just too steep for what our families like to do. Right. I can tell you the crew there, the mountain there, some of the best I've worked with in the industry. And if I can find a way to get back in that mountain with an event somehow that fits what they got, I will be back there. Um, But this year we're really excited to move forward and we really feel like this is a great forever, a great forever home for us. We'll see after this year, but we're going to be at the soldier hollow Olympic grounds. We're going to be in the old biathlon grounds and their big basin over there. Um, so this is a non-lift event, so it'll be a walkout, walk-back event, cool. but the grounds are beautiful. At the end of May, it's going to be green and gorgeous. The temperature's oh, going to be awesome. Maybe we'll get rained on. Who knows? Great. It'd Don't be care. great if you did. <laughs> it won't be, you know, if you look at the other big shoots that have been done in Utah, they're always in July. Um, it's hot, it's dry, it's good time, we know, but. We just kind of felt like that weekend really was open and that that was a great opportunity because we can be your first big shoot of the year and let you dust your stuff off and come out and get going. And, you know, and man, we can never be soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. So You, you can start tomorrow. I'd be there. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> stoked about that there. I mean, something cool about that is they're going to have a, uh, an Olympic village within our vendor village. You're going to get to come and check out so cool stuff and cool people olympic athletes coaches um if you've ever laid on a skeleton sled and wondered what that would feel like doing 70 miles an hour i mean you can lay on you don't get to do 70 but you can still imagine that idea yeah. um you get to shoot the biathlon guns and lay down and do a target do some exercises and try to do that i mean it's gonna oh, be a really opportunity for everybody just on top of what we already do at mountain archery fest so you know it's just just really being able to show the uniqueness of the venue that we're utilizing and Mm -hmm. you know and you know and archery is an olympic sport and you know that's an olympic stadium there for us to be go go have an archery event in i mean how cool is that that's Um, that's that's unprecedented honestly how fun is that that's so cool yeah we've got big plans there man we've got big plans there we you know we've been nurturing that for a little while 
Um, and so then two weeks after that, we're coming back home, um, back to Colorado to Purgatory Resort. And that's the one that's right here in my backyard. I grew up on that mountain, skied it so more than I should have, ditching school and everything else. But we'll, Not a boy. We'll <laughs> but uh, that's our that's our home mountain. We love it up there. Um, it's it's an early one for us. We'll see how we'll see how winter plays. We might have some snow at that shoot, which we don't care. Cool. Uh, you know that might be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then two weeks after that, we go back to Utah. So then a month later, we'll be back in Utah in southern Utah, just outside of Beaver, yes. Utah, at, at Eagle Point. I'll be there. <laughs> Point. What's cool about Eagle Point? Well. Is is that um, if you're getting prepared for high country hunting for your year, that would be a great event for you to come to because yep. a lot of that event is very high altitude, um, and it gives everybody an opportunity to really feel. Yeah, I mean, look, your arrows fly different at ten thousand feet. Your body does things different at ten thousand feet. Your gear's different. You know, I just encourage people that you know that's a great one to come get tuned up on. Yeah. For for a big Western game hunt season. That one's a cool um, one because you'll, you can see some, uh, some pretty sweet mountain goats on that one too. They're just, well, any of the live, you know, the wildlife that you could see on that shoot. It, it's so awesome. Such a, I love that area. I'm a, I'm a Southern Utah boy. I live in uh, just outside of St. George, but, um, right. so I'm super stoked about that shoot. I will be there for that one for sure. That, that will, that will be there for our fourth year. Um, and same with our Colorado venue. That's be our fourth year at that location. Um, chef Jimmy, uh, up at, uh, Eagle point, man is top notch. Yeah. His dinner's killer. Uh, the mountain's special because they love what we do and we love what we do. And I'll be honest, that's our crew's favorite mountain. Man. Our crew loves that mountain. And I think it's because we know it really well. Yeah. And we can it really well. And we, and, but, but ultimately it comes down to really the crew up there, man. They roll out the red carpet for us and for our registrants. They're, they're awesome. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, that's a, not to, not to get away from what we're doing that weekend, but that's a mega archery weekend. Just mm -hmm. so people know, I just, I'll share. So, one, Total Archery Challenges in South Dakota. Math is at Eagle Point in Utah. Um, Northwest Mountain Challenge is going to be at Tamarack. Uh, top Pin Archery will have their comp at Silver Mountain in Idaho. Oh, wow. And then Whiskey is doing their uh, shoot in Homewood in Northern California. I mean, we're all spaced out really well. But, man, if you're not shooting a bow and arrow on June 24th through the 26th, like, you're something wrong with you, man. <laughs> like, I mean, because the biggest archery shoots in the in the country are all on that weekend somewhere. Wow. So, wow. I knew there was uh, a few of those. I didn't realize there were that many that one weekend. Holy yeah. smokes. When I started mapping it out, Earlier this year, I was like, holy cow. And then uh, when Top Pin switched to that weekend, they were typically earlier in the month. Um, and they they moved to that weekend. And then, um, yeah, and that's what ended up stacking it. I'm going to say, that's why I thought that they were earlier on. So when, that's when you said yeah. that. I was like, I was really surprised that they had moved it to that date. So that's still cool. Yeah, you're right. If you're not shooting a bow and arrow that weekend, uh Mm -hmm. we got issues <laughs> and so then what and then cool after and then after that we're heading uh two weeks after that we're heading to a brand new location brand new state for us and that's wyoming yeah we're really excited to bring wyoming their first and their first own big shoot no one else has ever touched that state um and we're excited about that that's an antelope butte uh recreation area slash ski area um, that's in, it's up on the top of the big horns in between Sheridan and shell. Okay. And, um, it's in the Northern central part of the state. And well, I'll tell you what, we're really excited to go there. That, that ski resort was left for dead. The Antelope Butte foundation resurrected it. Um, they've got the mountain back in swing. They rebuilt their lodge. Um, I just couldn't tell you the house, what a special, um, group of people they are and, and they're driven. They're driven, man. And I, and I'll tell you what, I love people that are driven yeah. and, you know, and, and 
we're excited for that one. That's going to be our wild, wild west shoot. You know, there's not a lot of lodging opportunities up there. We're working with Davis tent to build some man camps up there and have plenty of camping opportunities for everybody. I mean, Sweet. you can bring your own RV, your own tent if you want. Uh, but they run a big music festival up there. Uh-huh. So we blow from uh, music that one um, day in and day out. We're going to have a lot more fun up there on that mountain, I think, because uh, you guys know how to raise some money. <laughs> Dang, I might have to see if I can get to that one. That sounds like a freaking blast. <laughs> it's going to be kind of your grassroots Wild Wild West one where it's going to be, you know, a lot more camping, probably a lot more partying, a lot more, Nothing wrong you know, with just, that. That, just that old school archery shoot feel. Yeah. So we're excited about that one. Uh, and then, and of course, we just added, and I haven't even really made it public, public yet. I mean, it's out there. It's on the website. It's, it, I'm sneaking her in. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to have to go up here tomorrow. But we're heading to Blacktail Ski Resort next to Kalispell on the flat, right next, just west of Flathead Reservoir. And, man, you talk about big, I don't even, that's like a ocean. I don't even think you could call that a reservoir. That lake's huge. big. Yeah, that is huge. You drive a long way and it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just up there, right? I literally was up there right before Western Hunt. I went uh-huh. up and met them two days before Western Hunt, skied the mountain, had a great visit with them. Um, and I love the mountain. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited about I'm really excited about that mountain. I like the way it lays down. I like the way where it's positioned. I mean, it's a little bit away from some, from some stuff. I mean, you always wish you were a little bit closer some degree. I mean, it's, you know, it's an, it's 90 miles from the I-90 corridor north up to Kalispell. It's a little bit of a, a jaunt off the corridor, but, um, but man, it's beautiful driving up there. And, you know, that mountain, the views from that, the views on that mountain. Yeah. Oh, oh. And what weekend, bre- what weekend is that? And that's going to be July 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. What a pretty... Oh, that's going to be like perfect, perfect timing oh, to yeah. be up there. The weather's going to be I, perfect. Oh. I can tell you that when I was skiing that, right before you drop right into the bottom of the bowl. Yeah. I mean, almost no everywhere on that mountain you can see... I think I can see Canada. I mean, it was like... It, <laughs> I mean, I, you can see hundreds of miles oh, from yeah. up there, man. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so gorgeous. <sighs> Uh, so we're really excited about that location. Um, Jesse, the GM up there has literally worked there almost her whole career, her whole life. And she knows that thing. We skied it and, and she was like, Oh, we're going to take you over there. There's a shot over there and there's this and that. And I mean, she, she, I can't wait to set that mountain with her. Oh man. Um, And so then, you know, that'll cap us off for our, for our 22 season. Um, just in time for us all to get kind of back to our lives. You know, we're, like I say, we're a family run event and that gets us back in time to get ready for school and get ready for some things and hunts, change. get ready for the, the hunting yeah. season. Exactly. So, um, and then in 23, you know, I mean, I've got a lot of flexibility with these five resorts right now. Um, that's kind of why we're there. That's why we've been building this relationship and, mm-hmm. and growing slowly. Um, you know, I'm working the next couple of months and, and going east. I spent a little time in Nashville and Branson, Missouri, and I'm heading to Pennsylvania and Tennessee. Got a few things to go check out here in the next couple of months. And I'm hoping within those couple of months, I'll be able to give you a great tour for 23 Oh. And you'll be able to know what we're doing way ahead of time for next year, because I'm going to have to juggle some of the West stuff just a little bit to just for our entry, our exit and our entry um, out of the East and the mid and the Midwest. So, um, cause next year I'm probably going to still be running just one, one crew and one setup. Um, and then I think after that in 24, we're probably going to have to split up. Get a get a, another crew. That's awesome. Though. I do. I'm so stoked that you're moving out out east because I. So I was talking to a guy the other day from uh, from Tennessee. Uh, well, he's from Tennessee. Now lives in uh, Indiana, 
and he, I was telling him about this podcast that I was going to do with you and just, just talking archery in general. He's, he loves archery. Mm-hmm. He does turkeys and, and all that. And I was telling him about these archery competitions or not competitions, these archery shoots that we do. And, and he's like, holy smokes, man, it'd be so cool to be able to go and do stuff like that. And, and his thing was, he's like, man, it'd be so cool to just like shoot different animals. You know, in each part of the country, you have your certain animals that you can hunt and you only really yep. get to shoot those animals unless you have all the money in the world and go buy all these targets if you really want to. But that's what's right. cool about this is you is you give, have the opportunity to shoot all these different animals and, and get to in a way experiences. So he was like, Oh man, I'd love to see some of these start moving out to the East so that we can start getting into those. So dude, if you could get to Nashville, Oh, that would be, I think that'd be huge. I'll bet you'd have a huge showing out there. I think so too. I mean, I spent the week out there and, and was able to talk and meet some new people, you know, there's, there's, de- there's definitely, you know, a whole East coast crew mm-hmm. and you know that like I went out there and I didn't know anybody and it took, I had, to, I had to seek, to find someone I knew at, at national Turkey, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I like, I didn't know anybody really. So it, anyway, it was interesting. I, I did find some people I knew <laughs> it was meeting more new people. Um, you know, because there's, I mean, there's just a whole different subset of, of, you know, yeah, I mean, you just couldn't imagine. I mean, you talk about like camo companies, yeah. for instance, go out there and I mean, real tree and mossy oak and, and treason and, you know, I mean, like they own that country, they like do. sick air, barely. Yeah. You know, um, Kuyu wasn't there at all. Um, Kings Cryptic probably wasn't there. there. You know, it's like, you know, and so it's just a whole nother demographic out there. And it's like, and so as an event director, you know, it brings in questions of, you know, do you kind of have like East coast, West coast sponsors, mm-hmm. you know, because not a lot of West coast sponsors want to spend the money to travel clear to the East to do boothing. Um, to try to sell their product and vice versa. I don't know. It's really, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that we're flowing into with math, um, which is awesome because it's, you know, I I just love to see all these companies grow. I want to see everybody level up, right? And grow, you know, and if it means that they could come back West with, you know, and, and get some market or interest or something like that, that's cool. Um, It doesn't, it, you know, it's hard because you want to be all inclusive like that in that area. But then, you know, sometimes your sponsors don't think that that's a great idea. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, if their product is what it is, it stands alone and it speaks for itself. Is kind of how I see it. And they, you know, you only may, may appreciate it as well. Cause you know, you can do these Eastern shoots and, and introduce people to King's camo or, you know, Cryptech or whoever, it, you know, whatever the case I, may be so that it builds their, clientele as well and so it really is kind of a scratch each other's back kind of a thing as you hopefully they look at it that way i mean i I guess i understand that uh, they may be a little iffy about it but if you look at it in the right way it does have a lot of of potential it's one thing i've really loved about um our platform with e-hunter is you know yes we're heavy in the west because it's where we live and it's what we love and and know but it's allowed us to really move into some of these eastern uh, settings, you know, whether it be turkey hunting, whitetail hunting, whatever the case may be, bird hunting, um, it, you know, it's allowed us to talk to those people, get to know really cool people and, and learn mm-hmm. from them. It just helps grow our knowledge, introduces us to more people, brings more opportunities. So I, I would say for those people that are nervous about that, especially sponsors, I, I think it could be a cool opportunity. I think it can be too. I mean, cause you got to consider a lot of those guys that are out the East. I mean, you know, they're looking at, they're like, well, I'm going to need to buy some different style of gear to go out West. Well, who is that player? Yeah. Yep. Same thing. You know, I can tell you right now that if I go down South to go duck hunting, I am not wearing my Western camo. I'm going to buy some mossy Oak and I'm going to go hunt, you know? So it's, I see it out and work that way. And the same with even giving hunts away or things like that. I see it too. It's like, you know, I mean, I was talking to some of these guys. I'm like, give me a gator hunt giveaway. I mean, yeah. they're like, I'm going to want to win the gator hunt. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Freak yeah, I'm I'd like, love to win that. Dude, dude, all these dudes in the West are going to be all over that thing. Oh, I mean, like, hell yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you the gator hunt bucket will have more tickets in it than the coos deer hunt. Oh, for um, sure. Because for sure. we can go DIY that gig by ourselves, but we don't know nothing. We don't know anything about 
gator hunt. No, so. no. All I know is it'd be a freaking blast. I'd love to do. <laughs> that's talking about, you know, it's like, so, you know, that's I how it could cross over and work really well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and well, I think well, you just gotta, you know, the thing is, is that you gotta leave that Avenue open and that opportunity. Yep. And then, you know, and I think that when people realize, Oh, oh we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, absolutely. you know, and, and it's just that same thing of just taking down that divisiveness kind of thing, right? Yeah. So just making sure that it doesn't exist. In but I'll tell you, what, uh, let me tell you something about coming back from NWTF in Nashville. Um, I have a mad new respect for turkeys and turkey calling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's legit stuff. I've competition like i've watched and it's like watching good elk calling comps right yeah, yeah. but, but i'll tell you something some of these dudes that know how to work a read um from frontwards backwards and sideways at 200 miles an hour is that that some of that is real impressive uh, i sold a rocky mountain game call a goblin to this guy i was working the booth with universal outdoor products with with Thomas and Baku and this, that deal. And anyway, this guy walked up and he's like, I want to try that. And I said, it'd be nine bucks. And he said, he threw down a $10 bill and, and I was getting him changed and he ripped that thing open, man. He threw that thing in his mouth and I stood there with my mouth on the floor. I mean, I couldn't believe what that guy was doing with that thing. And it dude, he ripped on that sucker for about two minutes and he drew a crowd like you wouldn't believe. And he turned around and he left that dollar on the table and he says, that tips for you. And I looked at him and, and I looked at him and I was like, thank you. And he, well, first I'll rewind. He rips that call and he takes it out of his mouth and he looks at me and he says, that'll do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's all. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> that dollar's for you. And he just walked away through the group of people that were just standing there watching him, man. And I was just like, Wow. Holy shit, man. I couldn't believe how well he worked that thing right out of the package, man. I'm, I'm like, tell people, you know, I tell people, oh, you suck on it, break it in, chew on the tape a little bit, you know, yeah. get broke in, and then it'll, then it'll seep. Yeah. That guy raped that call Golly. right in front of me. Dude, those guys, <laughs> those guys are legit. My buddy's out there that I've got a, a one buddy that that's all he does is turkey hunt. And it is on, I, I, I'm with you. Your comment about, you know, you have a different respect and understanding for turkey hunting, calling just turkeys in general. Hunting yeah. turkeys is hard. You know, like yeah. people think, oh, you just walk out in the field and you shoot a, a turkey. No, 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 no. It is, it is a whole different game like you said i mean we're kind of used to elk calling and, and these elk calling competitions and whatnot and and we take it very serious out here you know i've got my phelps game call right there that i, I like to practice with those guys out That's there right. are the exact same way with turkeys and and it it's it's legit and fun yeah yeah oh man fun people i i mean i i probably one of the funnest conventions i've ever been to in my life i mean oh man great people lots of fun great character um passion beyond belief man i mean like deep-rooted passion yeah uh, man, you know i'm so cool i met a young it's four years old and is already uh, i don't think i have that sitting here do i yeah maybe i do four years old oh no i didn't bring that here four years old he's got a, he's got a slam done wow and the kid you shake his hand and you talk to him and i mean like he's got his necklace and you know <laughs> he knows we out he knows the loads he's shooting he knows he knows exactly what's going on he's four years old Dad. and um you know and that and it's just you know comes from a long line of men in the family that have been hunting these birds man and and they just they're all that's all it's all that matters and it's just a whole nother world i mean i met some people too some strange birds yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> you know but uh but i can tell you i mean genuine genuine people through and through that's all there is to say about that and so i had a good time man and uh, met a lot of people it was a lot of fun so. i bet they'd say the same thing about you though too you know they're meeting this guy from out west and they're learning i'll bet they learned so much from you and it just it's kind of the same thing you know that's just how this that's how this whole world of, of outdoors works is we can all learn from each other and enjoy and have fun and have 
complete respect. You know, I, I might be that weird bird too. That's <laughs> out of one of those shows, but I, uh, I know I am. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty myself. I'm, I'm kind of quirky dude and, and, uh, and kind of old school too, you know, old yeah. Gen Xer, right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, what was fun about that was, is we were selling Rocky mountain game calls. And so the only thing I know how to do is blow a bugle. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was elk calling the whole time we were there and I can, I can, you know, run some Turkey calls with an elk call, but it's too high pitched, but yeah. I can make, but you know, I suck at Turkey calling. I can tell you that. And I'm not a great elk caller either, but there's one place if you think that you can stand out as a, as a pro elk caller, that's a Turkey convention. <laughs> Everybody looked at you like you were the best caller in the world. <laughs> Caller, man. <laughs> I'm not even on the pro staff around here, man. I'm just messing around. <laughs> and uh, oh, sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm somebody around here. Yeah, that's right. Call, like, I, <laughs> and that'd be that's gonna be funny for that guy at Western Contours podcast. He came out and hunted with me last year. He taught me some stuff, man. He's an oh. awesome dude. He's awesome, dude. And, I love that guy. And I can tell you that it, when Guy hears that comment about how I felt like I was a pro staffer at a turkey convention, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that just explains that I am one of them weird birds. <laughs> Guy, I'll expect a comment below talking about <laughs> that comment. Worse, <laughs> yeah. he thinks I ain't weird bird, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well, that's cool, man. And that's what's so fun about this is, you know, you getting into this, getting to experience some of this cool stuff and getting just more involved and getting, getting Maff's name out there even more. That's what's really cool is when you got people coming from all over the country to do some of these shoots, you know, I... I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm a people person. I'll, I'll talk to anybody and just have fun with it. And so when I'm on these shoots, I'll always, you know, well, even when I'm hunting, you know, I'll grab somebody yeah. on the mountain. Like I was in Colorado hunting last year and, you know, just talking to everybody on the mountain. I met people from Wisconsin. I met people from Kansas, Florida, Nashville. I mean, all over the place. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's so cool that they're out there experiencing this. So, and it's cool that MAF is able to kind of provide another opportunity for people to, one, come out west where it's cooler and better than, no, I'm just kidding, it's not better, but <laughs> but come out here and experience a little bit of, of what western hunting is is like. So it's cool that you're able to provide that platform to them. Well, I appreciate it. And, you know, to be honest, I'm honored to have the opportunity. Um, you know, so anybody that knows and hear, hears about us through this podcast, I just really appreciate your support, whether it's just a follow or, you know, um, throw me a DM or something. If you got some questions, I'm always down for talking and chatting and sharing information. Um, and then aside from that, you know, just, man, we're just blessed to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you like this. I mean, what a crazy world. We can talk to each other via video now and yeah. build things and share our passions with each other and, and with other people. And I mean, it's just a cool, what a cool life to be in, man. You know? And so, we're just extremely grateful, man, and blessed to be what we're doing, what we're doing, and we're excited to be growing and hopefully coming closer to whoever's listening. Yep. And, and in the meantime, just throw us some love and support until we get there, and and hopefully soon, you know, we'll be a household name. We want to be, um, we want to be that number one three D shoot in the country for a long time to come. And I've got some great ideas and um, on how to keep three D fresh and how to keep it alive and well and then i've got a great team around me that believes in me and believes in my vision and, and our vision at this point now mm-hmm. and um and we're just excited that people are beginning to hear who we are and and get the opportunity to come and see what we have to offer and like i say just grateful for the opportunity man just no, grateful no, for I, the more people i can see with smiles on their faces and or even people who aren't smiling that I can help, um, you know, maybe change their day, their perspective. I just want some of those opportunities. So we need, yeah. we need more of that in this life there, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of negativity, a lot of depression, a lot of that crap going around around in this world today and an opportunity to, to make people smile and, and share what we enjoy and our passions with these people. I mean, it, it's truly, 
truly special and and you did a very subtle plug I'll, I'll put more of a plug out there follow these guys on social media especially their instagram page i love the mountain archery fest uh instagram page there's so much cool stuff they share a lot of cool stuff a lot of awesome pictures um and then it just kind of keeps you up to it keeps you excited i guess uh, you know i'm always when i see their stuff i'm always getting excited about that next whatever it is archery hunt or archery shoot or or whatever it is so so give them a follow and brandon do you run the instagram page uh no uh lauren track lauren and ally oh or yeah good bull Mm -hmm. yeah bull runs our stuff um they're amazing they've been doing it for a couple years now and they've done a fantastic job at running it and um I throw story stuff up. That's all I'm allowed to do is story work. And, uh, and I try to answer some of the direct messaging, although that's something that we're going to start doing some automated stuff to, because we're getting a lot through there now. Um, and then, uh, but also, you know, the real skinny you get on Brandon Waddell underscore, that's where I drop it. Like it's hot on my page. I try to, there are little bits and pieces out there about what's happening at math before it really goes the math page and before it's public. So that's, if you want to know the real skinny, that's where you'll find <laughs> some of that. But, but my personal page is just really more about my journey through what I do with math and um, kind of, you know, being a CEO and being a dad and, and a husband and just, you know, just my own little gig. But, um, but Mount Archery Fest, yeah, give us a follow. I'd appreciate it a ton. Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, our website's full of information. I mean, it's a plethora of information. It is. Works on it daily, hourly, in her sleep, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, so there's lots of lots of information there too. So cool, cool. That's that's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking math with me. And you know, you you got me. I'm so freaking jazzed right now. I want to. I'm. I'm probably gonna walk outside right now and go shoot my bow just because I can't stand it any longer. But uh, hopefully, everybody that listened to the podcast is feeling the same way I, I am right now. Get out there, shoot your bow. Go to one of these shoots. That's the cool thing about it. You know, these, these guys are all over the West. You know, if 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 you can't find something close, you're you're not looking hard enough because there's so many opportunities to get out there and shoot your bow. So go onto the map website. It, it, it mount. It's mountainarcheryfest.com, right? That's correct, sir. Yeah, so go check that out. All it, This is all listed. A lot of stuff that we talked about as far as like what events are coming up. He did sneak one in there. Actually, no, that one is on the website now. Um, mm-hmm. But there, yeah, a lot of good information on there. Um, get signed up. Have fun. Just enjoy being with people and, and shooting your bow. And, and if you don't shoot a bow, you've never shot a bow, sign up. Come, come out to these yep. things. It's, it's a cool, cool opportunity so well brandon i i appreciate you taking some time with me and uh, and sharing this I, I didn't mean to take your your whole afternoon but uh, i think this was a lot of fun and got a lot of good information out to some folks and so I, I look forward to seeing you on the mountain here pretty soon same here man i look forward to seeing you taryn thank you so much for everything you do out there on the podcast thanks for for keeping driving forward and the information going out and i really appreciate the opportunity for us to come on and talk and Maybe next time we can talk more about hunting. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe some things that we learned over the years. So maybe I'll make a trip out there. Uh, I, I come out to Colorado frequently. I'll have to take the south route. Maybe I'll uh, stop in, buy you dinner, and we'll, we'll chat in person on the, doing this. I love it. Sounds like a great idea. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Brandon. Have a good day, buddy. You take care. All right. Be good. See ya. Bye.